Hello and welcome to the Ecom Life podcast brought to you by 5874 Commerce. My name is Rupert Cross. I'm the Chief Digital Officer here at 5874. We're a global commerce agency headquartered in Birmingham with offices in London and Austin, Texas. Today we've got a great guest for you on the pod, Jim Herbert, the new GM for Europe of, uh, of Big Commerce, one of the world's leading e-commerce platforms for all stages of growth. Well, Jim, I say new, but I mean, it's been four months, hasn't it now, buddy? I mean, where's, where's that gone to? I wish I knew, Rupert. Absolutely, it's flown by. It's absolutely flown by. I feel like I've been here all year. And uh, one of the execs of that to me today is actually he said, "Oh, you know, um, I, I know you've only been here. Uh, uh, you know, what was it? Yeah, I think it's been 16 weeks exactly. Um, wow. But uh, it feels like you've been here all year. I was like, yeah, tell me about it. But all in a good way. It's been a fantastic uh, start to, to my tenure here." Excellent. Yeah, I mean, and obviously he took over from Mark, who was, I mean, he was, he was virtually two years to the date, wasn't he, from setting up the office in, uh, in London and stuff like that. He kind of gave you, gave you a nice baton to carry on around the, uh, around, around the second lake of the, uh, of the relay race there. But I mean, what, what, what was it like? I mean, how, so you're, you know, you're, You've, you've seen a post, you've been approached by a recruiter or whatever, and they've said, you know, you were in a perfectly good job. You were at Attica Commerce, weren't you, I believe? You actually one of Big oh, yes. Commerce's yeah, one of, one of partners. And, you know, we're in the middle of lockdown, I presume, or was it just before lockdown that you got approached and you kind of made... How did, how did all of that work? Because just that whole concept of going for a job for a job and a role and all of that through, through COVID and, and lockdown sounds crazy. No, you're absolutely right. That no, was in the middle of lockdown. I'd say it's probably a month in, so a month of the first proper don't leave your house except for an hour a day lockdown. Wow. Um, and, and, and Mark rang up and said, I've got a really good opportunity for you. And, you know, being at a party, you think, oh, this is good. There must be a, a great prospect there. Uh, and so I, I rang him and said, brilliant, what's this opportunity? He said, oh, it's a personal opportunity. I've been uh, offered a dream job that I've got to take. Um, and I think you should... Uh, you know, come over and take over from me because um, I think you're, we're very similar people. Mm. You know, Mark and I go back a long way, Rupert. Um, we both um, founded and, and sold hybrid system integrators. Um, actually started out in ATG, so Oracle okay. Web Commerce as it is now, or Commerce Cloud or whatever they call it. Um, and and uh, then moved on, pivoted onto, onto the high-risk platform, did a lot of enterprise um uh, e-commerce systems development ultimately and uh, you know he sold his business to reply and i sold mine to, to to lbi basically so but like you said we we're very we we're cut from the same cloth we're very similar people kind of two sides of the same coin because we are obviously different people everyone's different mm. ultimately um but it was a bit of a was, oh okay that's interesting so the um the interviews were thick and fast i'm sure you can imagine mm. um i think i probably would have gone out to austin if, if it was a normal world mm. situation but obviously didn't do any of that um, and it was quite a, you know, quite a, quite an interesting experience going from, because um, to be blunt, I was a, it's fairly obvious on my LinkedIn if anyone looks, I was mm. an interim CEO at Yatacomers yeah. and not necessarily full time. So effectively having a full time job interviewing <laughs> yes. every single yeah, day yeah, yeah. from from about midday. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it went well, uh, and then you know we got to the point where they said, "Yeah, we think you're our preferred candidate." Um, we had the final conversations, and uh, and I accepted the role. So um, then, of course, is the onboarding. Um, well, that was going to be my next put next part. I mean, I, I mean, I believe we run similar sized teams. I mean, we're, we're now twenty four. How how big are BC in London? We are twenty seven. Twenty seven. So similar teams, and I mean. It's tough running that remotely, right? How, so how, how was it when you never met the guys? You probably met a few of them before. Obviously, I know you knew, knew Robin because she's our partner manager and I believe she was yours. Yeah. At that. So, so there was there was some vested relationships there already. But how, how, was, how was that onboarding? Because on it's not a small role to onboard into. 
No, not at all. And I tell you what, I mean, you know, from, from being a systems integrator, sometimes you get brought into projects that aren't going very well, and they're mm. almost the best projects to pick up, right? Because you kind of ride in on your whiteboard like a knight in shining armor and say, oh, we can sort it all out for you. And people want you to succeed, and you do. Um, you know, Mark and the team were doing such a great job. It was almost the other way around. I felt a bit like uh, coming in after Pellegrini at Man City. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not a Man City fan, by the way. I hasten, well, I'm not going to go into who I support. <laughs> that's going to say, out, out, out of all the controversial statements today, uh, Jim, I think that's probably it. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> I deliberately picked Pellegrini, obviously, as well, if anyone knows anything about football. But no, um, you know, it was a successful team that was winning well. Hmm. Um, and, and so there's always that kind of part gnawing at you. It's like, oh, this... This this is either going to go really well, um, or it's you know is it, mm. will it will it not? If you know what I mean. So and, and I think that's part of that. Well, you know we have these cultural values at BC, um, and the one I've really latched onto is ambitious, which comes from RA our our, our, our CFO, mm. where you know be ambitious but be humble with it. Yeah. And, and me and my old business partners always had that conversation. We always you know we thought we win business and we deliver business because we're being quite humble about it. We don't believe in a way it's almost imposter syndrome to a certain extent. Um, but like, so, so it was. It was an interesting. You know, let's talk about the mechanics of it. Obviously, a lot of Zoom, a lot of Google Hangouts. Uh, like you say, I already knew Robin. Um, I'd worked with uh, with Mark a little bit as well, Mark Howells uh, and James. You know, we done a co pitch together as well. So there were some people there that, that I'd already known. But there's a lot of people there who didn't know who who I was. And and and, and frankly, coming from a kind of interim role for the last few years. Um, I've gone from being maybe a bit of a name in e-commerce mm. to, to not be ambitious for a second around about 2014, 2015 to being, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're selling yourself down there a bit because, I mean, I must admit, when the when the news came out about Mark going, I mean, I was, I was surprised, uh, pleased for him with his with his new role where I, where I found out where, where he was going. Um, but then uh, this this fellow Jim name came up and obviously I sort of stalked you um, and kind of find out who you were. I mean, the, your LinkedIn profile goes on for days with the, with the experience, which we can kind of touch on in a bit. But I kind of reached out to a couple of uh, to a couple of friends in the industry and they everyone knows you which which was uh, which we, and they all had positive things to say which i guess is a is a, is, a, is a good thing so it's uh, yeah it's a, it's it's interesting when you meet someone like that because i think e-commerce is a small industry particularly and it's yeah. and it's quite introvert when it's uh, sorry in it looks internally um, i think it's probably the, yes. the better way to describe it and the um Everyone knows everyone when they get going, isn't it? I think that, that's that, that's that, that's that, that's the bigger part of it. So, I mean, how? So you're obviously you're onboarding this team, and how did, how did they've they obviously had a culture that was set up prior to you joining? Mark had started the COVID lockdown bit, and then you were you were finishing that part out, and and yeah. uh, and people were just starting to start to go. How 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 was that? Because I mean, I know we we did all sorts of things. I mean, we did the uh, we did we, we did the quiz, the dreaded quiz, and 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 and, and all of those things. Thankfully, they've stopped. Now. Now, but I mean, I know one thing we did was we we sent cards out to all the team and stuff like that as as, as people were going through. But how did how did you guys fare? Yeah, so um, you know, Mark had had put in uh, almost an agile development methodology for the team anyway, right? So we had daily stand ups in the morning, in the evening. You know, who's done what? Anyone need any help with anything? All good kind mm. of standard stuff that you do to, to keep a team together, which was taking place in the physical office. Um, so, so they've been kind of recreated in, in the virtual space. So, you know, I initially just joined those ultimately, obviously had a bit of a hello and this is who I am. Uh, we had a team drinks at the end of the first week. Um, from my background, I, 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 you probably noticed I quite like to talk. I like to listen as well. That's mm. the most important thing that people need to do, but, um, I could not help myself but to lean in. Yeah. So, so there's about, um, 
there was about, say, uh, four weeks handover between myself and Mark. Uh, it became quite obvious quite early on, uh, I think, and, and, and Mark will back me up on this, that, that actually it made, it made sense for me to start taking control of some of the day-to-day -day stuff, um, working with the team um, and, and listening to them and trying to work out, you know, you know how to work with them and, and what we could do. Some things may be better, but in reality, it was going so well. It was more a question of what do you do and how do you do mm. it? Let's keep on doing that. I'll do what you need me to do as your leader, you know, like you had Mark doing. So interfacing with the exec, being a point of escalation with, with, with clients and prospects. And then we'll kind of visit it, you know, a, a, a little bit later on if, if anything needs changing. Look, nothing's really changed from that perspective, I don't think. Um, like I say, Mark and I are different people. Uh, but the team's fantastic, and, and, and we've just been putting our customers first and carrying on doing a great job. So the really nice thing about that is I think I think BC is very, very good at hiring people that fit these, what we call our bucket two characteristics. Yeah. So we hire people who are great, rounded human beings. They're ambitious, put the customer first, um, making sure that, you know, we, we have a very team focus, a sort of team on a mission make a difference every day, think big, all these kind of mm. cultural um, uh, parts of the business. And that, that's really good from, from that perspective. And to the point where we could even bond um, over kind of video conferencing and, and WhatsApp and, and phone calls. So so it's gone well, is the, is the upshot of all that. And of course, you know, in London, um, where, where, where the office is based, the, the pubs are open. So we did manage to get a socially distanced drink in before I was up on vacation last week, which was great. Um, <laughs> And that was kind of proof of the pudding, right? Because it was like, okay, this, this is going to go, again, one of two ways. It's either this bloke on, um, on a video conference screen is okay, or... Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's, I suppose you, you've you, you've got into one of my, I suppose, further questions though, which is, you know, what what's the plan with BC going forwards um, in terms of office space? Are you planning to go in? I mean, I know uh, five eight. We we angst over this for a long time, and I'm yeah. I'm firmly not a believer of remote offices because I think there's a lot you can get out of social interactions, but I also don't believe you have to be in the office every day, and I think there's a there's a fine balance to that, and we've we've announced internally. I mean, no, no one really cares what we announce ex externally, so to speak. But you know, we're going to do sixty percent in the office, and there's no set days that you have to do that, and you kind of go from there. What 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 are you guys planning to do? It's um it's up for discussion right now. Yeah. Is, is the honest answer. Um, COVID's had a massive impact on that, and and I think you know it's been. It's been really interesting because I know we're an industry that, that um, and, uh, you know, like we said in the kind of preamble before we started recording this ultimately, that we have to make sure that the e-commerce industry is doing well out of COVID ultimately, but not a lot of people aren't. So I'm not yeah. sitting there saying, oh, isn't it great for us? It's not. It's not great for anybody as a situation. Um, the the upshot of COVID though is that, you know, you, you've realized that you can still work really efficiently without having to all be in the same building. Mm. But at the same time, um, uh, people like having the interaction and some people prefer offices and some people would rather be in the office for whatever their home situation is, um, you know, in different stages of life. I know in my 20s when I was living in London in a, in a shared flat, I would much rather be in the office than trying to sit there with one of my roommates, um, you know, sharing a fridge. I was going to say, my, 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 my wife and I had a, had a, had a very, very small studio, uh, studio flat in Turnpike Lane and uh, I can tell you now, that would have been hell in lockdown. <laughs> it was yeah, it was very very small. <laughs> it was particularly yeah. with two people uh, with two people in it. So uh, so yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm I'm totally with you in that. So, I mean, I suppose look at looking forward, Jim. So I mean, your 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 title is head of EMEA, which is is that's Europe, Middle East, and Africa. So yeah. 
what 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 does that mean to you? And, and I suppose what's your what's your what's your vision going forwards with that? Where 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 are you taking it? Because I mean, I know we 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 did the first enterprise deal in France. Um, we did we did we've done it. We've done a couple of projects, uh, a project in Italy and 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 one in Spain as well. So what's 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 your vision and where do you where do you see it going? And and I guess we you know we spoke about enterprise earlier. I mean, there's big commerce is much more than just enterprise. It's it serves all stages of growth, doesn't it? It does. It does indeed. So, uh, you know, uh, last month we, we launched our um, Italian, French and Dutch sites. So, you know, that, that's a kind of a, just an example of how we are very serious about entering the European market properly. Um, so it's not just about um, English language and dollars and pounds and euros, right? It's about actually getting in there and understanding the culture. We're signing up new tech partners all the time because as a SaaS platform, you know, we have a certain set of integrated payments and they work really well for some markets, but they don't work so well for other markets ultimately. So Deepak and the team, you know, Deepak well, they're going out there acquiring new payments partners all the time uh, from, from that perspective. Um, and so it's not just about the enterprise. Um, like, like you say, it's about the kind of the smaller merchants, giving them a platform that they can then grow to be an enterprise platform. Oh, I and Brent and uh, Marco and, and the C-suite team would love nothing more for every single small business person on BigCommerce to become an enterprise client, obviously, because mm. that would mean that they're doing really well as our clients. Um, it'd be great for us, but it's you know it's been great for them as well. Um, it won't happen, of course, and, and and that's because that's not how life works. So, you know, if you look at the the, the businesses on our on our platform, you know, all, all uh, sixty thousand of them or sixty thousand plus. Um, it's a pretty similar set of statistics, I would imagine, that you get just looking at 60,000 businesses that you looked on the, you know, Office National Statistics website, yeah. something like that. They're all going to follow similar patterns. But um, if you look at the um, EMEA growth, we will be looking at targeting some of the smaller merchants, working with them, giving them the, the onboarding that they need. When the time is right, um, we're also going to be making sure that we hire the local language skills. So we have quite a good French language speaking team now. Um, we have some Dutch speakers in there, uh, a couple of Italian speakers. Um, and, and a couple of German speakers, interesting. And I say that because Germany as a market is, uh, you know, I come from that high risk background that I mentioned before. Um, it's a fascinating place, right? Mm. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a market that in, 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 uh, embraces technology, embraces anything that makes them more efficient because of the manufacturing base that's there uh, from, from, that, from that perspective. And I speak a tiny, tiny piece of German and I've, I've lived and worked there for so long that I, you know, I really kind of understand the, the culture. Um, and, and that's not a market where we've got a German website, we don't have a German message interface yet or anything else, but we've started winning some enterprise deals over there as well because the headless capabilities, the SaaS capabilities, they're really starting to you know, understand that big commerce is, is a platform, like I said, a platform for growth, but a platform that with all those small merchants, we have the merchant interface to make it very easy to use, as well as this kind of uh, uh, flexible architecture that allows them to integrate it into something else if they need to. So. Um, so that's a, that's a really long-winded way of, get, of getting around to to um, Amir is you know very much you know mainland Europe is very much part of our plan. Mm. Uh, where we hire those guys, whether we hire them to work from home in Europe, whether we hire them to work from London, all up in the air still right now. We're in the middle of a planning cycle, bluntly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. As, as we go through it, and Middle East and Africa, I just going to touch on that. Um, so the Middle East is going to be an interestingly key market. I think I've got some. Again, look at my LinkedIn. I've recently been working with a Dubai-based business for the last two years as an okay. advisor. The Dubai market in the old days, I say the old days when my hybrid and ATG days, was an interesting one to try and break into because almost uh, in the Middle East, people who people didn't seem to shop. <laughs> people who, um, the, how can I put it? 
there are some people who just would not buy online because they didn't mm. have a lot of money. Um, and then the really rich guys, and Hong Kong was a bit like this back in the uh, mid-2000s, they had personal shoppers. So, so they, they just didn't do it themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's all changed a bit, not just because of COVID. You know, it's just the way the world's embracing digital transformation mm. and technology. And I think Dubai and, and the Middle East, you know, overall, is looking like a really good growth area. Um, and I'm pleased to say... You know, we're integrating checkout.com right now. Mm. Um, that'll be in Q4. Yep. At the moment, the only event that hasn't been cancelled from COVID is um, an event in Dubai in November. Let's see. But I'll be going to that. Is um, that just because you're on a holiday, Jim? Or is it yeah, they've not cancelled <laughs> it because you, you need to get out there? Dubai in October, you say. That's <laughs> <laughs> November now. Um, but no, I think it's, um, it'd be, it would, wouldn't it be great to go to an event and actually talk to people about this stuff face-to-face? So, yeah, um, God forbid. So, uh, so the Middle East is definitely on the radar, and, and Africa as well, uh, without a doubt. I think um, it's, it's an interesting um, marketplace, certainly from a payments perspective. You know, again, as a SaaS platform, you want to take full advantage of it. You need something pre-integrated, I think, to, to get live and get mm. going. Um, and we probably don't have all the coverage that we need there. The team are working on it. Um, we are talking to a couple of prospects and, and, and partners down in South Africa, and mm. that could be a good way to kind of pincer you know, come from the top and come from the bottom. Come from the bottom and see where, the see where so, you go. Yeah, it's, um, it's fascinating. Af- Africa's fascinating when you start looking at some of the studies about it because it's so mobile focused because none of them have got computers and things like that. It, it actually ends up being a complete thing on itself. And I think when, when you were, it was interesting when you were talking about mainland Europe, it's such a complicated beast when you go into it because you start talking about payments and you start talking about culture and there's so many borders that are involved and so many and so many like no we do it this particular way and we do it this particular way it's a it's a, it's a whole fascinating beast I, I think yeah it's I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to taking that uh, taking that journey with you Jim I think it'll be a uh, I'm it'll be it'll, with you yeah, absolutely it'll yeah. be it'll be it'll be it'll be, it'll be, it'll be an interesting piece so I mean I suppose thinking to the thinking to the future jim in terms of um in term, in terms of i suppose technology and a few bits and where where, where do you where do you see it going i mean there's there's a, there's a there's a few things out there you know there's uh, there's 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 things like social commerce um there was voice search a couple of years back i mean what the hell's ever happened to that i mean i think it was amazon does it on its alexa and that's about it now but i mean where where do you see that's going we we're just talking about mobiles in in africa and where that goes where where where, where do you see the future of it is is, is going so I'm not going to go crazy and make too many predictions here, other than the fact that I, th- I think we don't know what the future looks like. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I've got a, an advert around this. Is back in the um, probably the last big ATG project I worked on actually was a was a major high street retailer. I won't say their name. I could probably say it because I don't work for Sierra anymore, <laughs> and uh, I don't know how NDAs work after that amount of time. But I'm not going to. So I'm going to be good. But they're, they're they're a major UK retailer. They turn over a couple of billion online a year. So so that that major. Um, the projects we were we were in with our ATG skills is kind of the top of a pyramid. So there's a, a very large big five consultancy, then us, and then a kind of offshore agency building it ultimately. And the project took three years. For, for various reasons, it took three years. We were about 18 months in. We had a, something golden ready to go. It turned out, you know, the product photography hadn't even started on the website, that kind of thing. So, yeah. But these are, these are large, big transformational projects for big retailers. So I get it, right? The reason for mentioning that in the three years part was that at the beginning of the three years, we were building a website, right? Uh, on the launch of the first day, 70% of the homepage hits were from an iPad, and tablets didn't exist when we started the project. Amazing. As a technology, they weren't there. So they weren't considered in the requirements, yeah. 
not even considering the requirements. About six months before we launched, it's like all oh, these iPads and, and you know, and Samsung launched out Android tablet tablets very quickly afterwards. Um, you know, so 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 it's kind of like you know you you know things are going to happen that you don't know are going to happen. Mm. Social, absolutely, definitely, still you know that's a Facebook are investing a lot of money mm. in, in, in shoppable Facebook. Right, they announced that, that Facebook shops earlier this year that we're, that we're one of the launch partners with. Um, that's only going to increase uh, along with Instagram, obviously TikTok, without doubt. Um, I was in the Rack and Tear article in the in the Times a, a couple of months back talking about exactly that. My my kids are all over it. Um, Please tell me we've got and, a video, Jim. Is there a, is there a video somewhere of no, you doing the dance? It was on it was on our lockdown list that we would do a family TikTok, week, and I managed to get away with it. Really, because <laughs> <not happened> <laughs> but I'm sure now this comes out, I'll have no choice. Right, yeah. we'll get that in there for the Christmas video. But um, you know, I, I, like I say, I think I think the key thing is to build flexible, open platforms mm. that, that have a number of different ways to talk to them. Because you know, there, there are rumours about Apple Glasses again. So Google Glasses died. That was another big thing yeah. before voice search. Right, that's going to be the the future of it. Apple are investing so much in AR, um, and I, I love a bit of AR. We we did a partnership with an AR company yesterday on tech side that you know I put on, put on LinkedIn. But through a phone, you've got to want to do it. But if you can have the kind of you know the, if you're going to have a pervasive technology, you don't know to think about it. Suddenly that becomes really interesting. Um, and so it'll take an Apple or somebody like that to make people think, oh that's cool. A bit like MP3 players, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they weren't cool. They were a nerd device until they brought out the iPod, and suddenly everybody wanted one. Well, they they, they, they I were. I say that as another shame nerd, by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they, they were definitely because I had an MP3 player before the iPod, and then Apple made it, and then it was cool. And it was the same with smartphones and a few of the other things, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was interesting. Uh, it was exactly. So I think I think the key thing there is is you know what do I think technology do? It, it will keep on moving. It will keep on changing. That's all we really know. I think social willing will continue. But I do think, you know, actually, there hasn't been a major shift in anything, really, for other than social selling and just e-commerce in general. It's all iterative, and, and it's all about having better, more efficient, better value ways mm. of delivering the same things to a certain extent. But I think I think there's something else will come along. I can guarantee it. And as long as you're on the right platform that has those kind of open interfaces, easy ways to get data, um, and easy ways to integrate it, then, you know, then you're okay, basically. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's quite interesting. I mean, it kind of kind of flips me to the to the to the neat thing, really. I mean, but both 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 of us have both just recently taken holidays. I mean, I don't know what it was like for for you coming back from holiday, Jim, but it, it felt like the end of the end of one year and the start of another when I when I came back from mine. And kind of what what I meant by that is we had that obviously clearly horrendous COVID period, and we're now we're now and we really are still in it. But it feels as though we're all being asked to to start again. Businesses are reopening, offices are reopening. Um, obviously, things are opening and closing as the, as, uh, as as things come up and down. But I mean, we've started to see a steady flow of inquiries and questions that are that are coming in that aren't that aren't the panic purchase anymore. But they're still looking to move quickly. And I mean, I think it's it's. It, uh, when Richard and I gave it, gave a, had our team catch up at the end of last week we, um, to the wide team, we we were talking that we're in this for two to three years, and and where we're going to. And I, I personally think that we're definitely talking about commerce, not e-commerce, where the e's gone um, as such. Yeah. It's, it's joined up. And I guess where, where's where's your view to that? What are you what are you seeing with uh, with 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 the, with the merchants you're engaging with and uh, and stuff like that? I I think if you're um I think all retailers and all platforms are starting to think about exactly what you say, the, the omni-channel experience, mm. to use words again that have been around quite a few years, but have really just meant, you know, click and collect, 
to be mm. done. <laughs> yeah. Or possibly ship from store, which is a great thing. There are some really good stuff you can do there. Uh, I, I know some really big retailers have done some good work with people like Fluent Commerce and, yep. um, and, and some of the POS vendors to, to put the customer first, but also to make it more efficient for them to, um, to ship product more quickly, compete against some of the big tech e-commerce vendors, you know, the big Amazon elephant in the room, mm. we're not going to talk about that. Um, I think, though, if you're looking at the um, where we are right now, that, that is what well, we're seeing something very similar. So we're seeing um, kind of prospects waking up from a few months ago that stopped at the start of COVID. Um, who are now saying, okay, we're not, we're not going to go bust, actually. We're, we're going to do okay. You know, things is a totally different picture, but we've got a really good real estate that we can use in a better way, mm. ultimately. Um, like you say, e-commerce is now just commerce. It's 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 integrated into the way we do things. I mean, Limbook's got a lovely diagram that went out on LinkedIn showing the kind of five-year acceleration of e-commerce. Um, it's it's, it's amazing months. that isn't it that one I was I was I did a I did a I did a podcast not a podcast a webinar with uh, with Jason in the states when they when they released that data and that hockey stick at, at the end of it was remarkable. It, it is remar- it's totally remarkable, right? And it's made some of the retailers who are like I don't I'm not interested in e-commerce. I think sit up and think okay I have to be interested in it, but I I have to be interested in it in that omni-channel complete commerce mm. picture. So. Um, and so some of those guys are really starting to think about that now and saying, okay, well, let's, let's think about, um, you know, maybe a new e platform, maybe not, but how do we deal with this kind of, like I say, it's going to be around for a few years now, COVID, um, you know, unless there is a vaccine for it. And, and, and I'm, I like to consider myself a man of science. I mean, I've got a science degree, ultimately. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, and actually the cold lab is not very far away from me. They've got closed down. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Actually, the cold, uh, cold virus lab um, that, that was closed down in the early 2000s is in Salisbury, which is not a million miles away from, from, from where I'm sat right now. Um, and there was a very good panorama where, where the, the head of that was saying, you know, there are two kinds of, there's rhinoviruses and coronaviruses. Rhinoviruses respond really well to vaccines. Coronaviruses, not so sure. We didn't do enough research, we got shut down. But um, it didn't look like we could imbue um, complete, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Rupert? I will do this bit again. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think of the word you word you Immunity, right? Immunity, right. yes. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It didn't imbue complete immunity. It maybe stopped it from being as serious, which would be fine because it means you know if you can stop people dying from it. That's great. But um, but it doesn't mean you're immune. So we're going to be in this for a few years until nature takes its course ultimately. Um, and that might mean local lockdowns. It might mean, um, you know, restrictions, no restrictions, you know, it's kind of mm. expansion and contraction of the economy over, over the years. And so having that agility, the ability to, to, to use all the tools in your toolbox, we, we've talked before, right? and, and anybody watching this or talking to this who has seen me pitch or talk in the past will know that I, I hate the hammer anti-pattern, yes. um, which is, you know, you've got a hammer, everything is like a nail, right? Um, you need a toolbox of tools, platforms, partners who can work with you to respond really quickly um there's a really good uh thing i saw on linkedin at the start of a lockdown about a couple of clients a couple of clients not of my clients a couple of my friends clients who responded really quickly and put some really interesting digital transformation mm-hmm. in place and one of them said to, to an old friend of mine who's a co-founder at akqa i went to sick with him weirdly um you know this, it was amazing how quickly we could do and, and and matt my old friend replied and went yeah but if you look at the studies times of stress is when companies can really perform absolutely groups of humans can come together do do you know what it was exactly it was exactly the same out of the um out of the financial crash that happened because if we if we think back and um we we think you know 
Big Commerce launched just before that. Um, there, there's a there's another Canadian-based company that launched just before that. That then yeah. both companies then really exploded coming out the back of it. Um, you know, total cost of ownership. It's a big play for 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 for, for both for both businesses. That's a that's a huge thing. So, I mean, Jim, I think that speed thing's really interesting. And 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 I'll call him out because uh, I think he deserves credit for it. But I was chatting to one of your team a couple of weeks ago, um, David David Meekin, and um, we were we we were spitballing about whether. If you if you truly go towards headless commerce and you really embrace you have a you have a um, you use big commerce as a microservice just as it's as it's e-com engine clearly you don't have to you could start on stencil and you could then go to com but arguably is it the end of the replatform and actually what you end up doing is you can adapt that front end for 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 what you're for what you're looking for maybe layer on different channels and bits and pieces like that I mean is that too strong a statement is it is it is it is it too too out there. No, no, I think I, I think he's spot on. To be honest, I think um, coming back to the hammer anti pattern, actually, it's an interesting one. They say, "Oh, you got a big, big commerce shaped hammer." Oh, okay, like the, that's the opposite of what you just said. But actually, we provide you with a toolbox of different tools out there. Ultimately, you mm. you have that ability, like you say, to start with stencil, to to, to 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 put a really, really nice. We had a client go live over the weekend, by the way. Did it all themselves and signed on Friday, live by Sunday. I know. Um, Ray, t- Ray told me on Monday. She was uh, yeah. Crazy, absolutely crazy, brilliant. I was on holiday, got a phone call on the beach. Oh, we just sold something. Uh, started with stand up on Monday. Any launches this week? Well, we had launch last night. <laughs> okay, and it's and it's sophisticated. It looks good. You know, they've done a very nice job on the homepage. It's a, it's a great experience. That's a stencil store running on BigCommerce Enterprise. They then might look at it and say, okay, I want, I want much better search and merch. Um, and they might do that by using one of our plugins, search and merch app store people. Or they might go down the route of, okay, well, actually, maybe I'll take a one of the other platforms out there that has it in, integrated as alongside content management and, and, and other ways of doing stuff for maybe more international expansion, putting the workflows in, enterprise content management, if you know what I mean. Um, I've seen companies grow this fast and, and I've worked with a couple in the past. Um, oh, look, I can still use big commerce. I can use that headless capability. Mm. I can then integrate that into this new piece of software that I bought and go off and do it. Um, and, and But I think the key thing there again is to make sure that you use the right tools for the job at all times, if you know what I mean. So even sitting here with my big commerce hat on, I love what we all buy big commerce. We're not gonna shove big commerce down people's throat and it's like, yeah, it can do this, it can do this, it can do this. Sometimes it won't do what they want. And, uh, and, and you know, maybe it's, maybe it's not really an e-commerce platform they want, or maybe they just they just want a cart in the cloud that they can call millions of times a second, um, but they don't want anything else. Well, maybe we're not the right solution for that, ultimately. Yeah, so, that's such a strong yeah. point, that, isn't it? And, it's a, and I think it's, it's something we, I mean, I know we're cut from the same cloth with this, but it's it's if you've got that modular architecture, you can then change stuff out if you uh, if you need to, which is such a uh, such a, such a key point to where we're uh, to, to to where where you can go to full stop with it and uh, and bits and pieces like that. But I mean, look, Jim. We're up on about forty minutes here, and, and um, I'm, I'm aware I'm aware you've got a you've got another call coming up. So um, look, thank you for your time. That was really great. I could have could have carried on chatting to you for uh, for a hell of a long time there, and I know I'm sure sh- I'm sure some of the guys that are listening have, have found that insightful. Um, I'm really looking forward to the to seeing where you go with BC in Europe. I think yeah, I think I think BC's in uh, BC's in great hands. Um, I've, I know I've heard lots of positive things ab- ab- about it, and I mean I think this is. Um, 
This is just the start, and I think there's there's a, there's a few things that are coming out of this um, with regards to that kind of New Year thing that I think a few people are starting about. You can, I'm going to stay positive. I'm I'm trying to stay positive as a as a mindset, and I know people are talking about second lockdowns and things like that. But I genu- genuinely all believe that if uh, if we all pull together, um, we can all stay fit, we can stay healthy, um, we can look after each other, and we can uh, we can uh, without wanting to be all too Boris. What is it? Is it, 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 it was it build it whatever it was? I can't remember what his phrase was, but we'll leave that one there probably the, the best said about that the the uh, the, the better but um, but anyway look um, guys I'll tag up Jim's details in the uh, in the, depending on the platform you're at so you can uh, you can connect with them you can connect with big commerce um, Jim thank you for your time guys um, if you're watching on Spotify or YouTube if you can subscribe that'd be great and you'll get notifications coming up of future episodes um, stay fit stay healthy stay safe and we'll see you next time